I shouldn't have left you without episodes to bless you, but I'm special, podcaster, producer, entrepreneur, educator, superstar, MC, friend and foe, but enough about Street P, now welcome back to my show. Ha ha, yo, 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 what up, what up, what up, friends, and welcome to the Ball and Buds Podcast. I am your host, Omar Fonseca, and as always, thank you for tuning in. Yes, sir, we are back, we are back, we are, we are back. Woo, yes, 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 we are back, I am back, episode number 32. Thank you, family, for tuning in. As always, you know we love you here at the Ball and Buds podcast. And I am, whoo, we got some things to talk about. I uh, I know I done left y'all for a month there. I didn't uh, plan on that, but you know, life things happen. So, And so I am going to get into everything that's been going on in my life for the past month. As well, I will talk about the biggest stories in the sports and entertainment world going on now. And finally, we will get you to an interview I did with Clubber D, the Combat G, our combat sports insider, as he reviewed the Teofimo Lopez versus George Cambosas Jr. fight. So we will talk with him about that as well. And then after, we went to him live. Live in Los Angeles, the city of angels at the Staples Center for the Javante Tank Davis versus Isaac Pitbull Cruz fight. So buckle in, strap up, let's get hit. Smoke weed every day. But first... You know how we like to start here on the Ball and Buds Podcast with Omar's Overture. So let's kick this bad boy off. And so, yes, family, this past month has been a whirlwind for ya boy. So I was planning on getting y'all this episode, episode number 32, about a month ago, well, three weeks ago, my laptop bit the dust. I don't know what happened. It looks like it might still, it might be the battery or something. I'm not quite sure. I got to take it to Best Buy to get checked out. But the issue was that it died right before I was going home for Thanksgiving. So it died probably about a few days before, so I wasn't able to put anything out Friday because all of my stuff was on that computer, but also the two backup laptops I have, one doesn't have enough storage or power to run the podcast software and all that stuff, is really old, and I only use it really to just stream stuff uh, to watch. Um, Hold it right there, man. I'll be taking that. Ah! Oh, 
dumb, but uh, <laughs> uh, but it, the keyboard doesn't work. I spilled something on it a long time ago. I don't know. The keyboard doesn't work. So it's a touchscreen, so at least the touchscreen works. But it's very, very hard to edit a podcast in the software by doing touchscreen. So needless to say, uh, I obviously couldn't have put it out that week. Then I went back home for a week before Thanksgiving for uh, my high school reunion and to go see some, some friends and stuff, uh, see all the boys and stuff. Uh, so I was back home for a week. I, didn't, I couldn't put out anything then because I still didn't have anything. Then I told y'all I was going to manifest it and that me and my dad were going to go to the Cowboys-Raiders game. Well, lo and behold, I got home. I was staying with my pops and asked him what he was going for Thanksgiving because I was planning on leaving that Monday before Thanksgiving to come back to Nashville and just do Thanksgiving here. But I didn't have no plans. So I was like, you got plans? He's like, nah, not really. So I was like, boom, you want to do this? And we've been talking about it for so long, it only made sense because you never know. I mean, first of all, they play like once every eight years or some shit like that. And you, so you never know when they're going to play again. And especially at on Thanksgiving in Jerry's world. Man, it was the most beautiful, amazing experience. I can't tell you. One of the most amazing, best times of my life. Uh, me and my dad had an amazing time. We went down to Dallas. Had a good father-son bonding experience. Went to a bunch of breweries. Went out at night, listened to music. Uh, we hit the, the Dallas Live. We hit the game. We had seats eight rows from the field uh, on the side of the end zone. So shh, we was right there. The game was great. Nothing, not even a better game that you could ask for, right? Like if you're going to pay that much money to for flights, ticket, hotel, which we had to do all that, you couldn't ask for a better game. Overtime, my team won, right, by three. I was actually secretly rooting for the Cowboys because I wanted my dad to be happy. And plus, the Raiders didn't have a shot anyways at the playoffs, as you can see now, because we suck and lost to the team with no name. You suck, you jackass. Ah, oh, jeez Louise. Anyways, so I knew we weren't going to make the postseason anyway, so I was like, Dallas is going to make the playoffs. So I was just wanted my dad to be happy. So I was like, I don't care if we lose, whatever. I'm just happy to be here and enjoy the experience. But we won, and so you know it is what it is because we came out and lost this week, and now we're completely done. We'd have to run the table, and that's not going to happen. Um, and even if it does, we still have head-to-head losses against everybody in the AFC. So, yeah, there it goes. Anyway, so that was what happened because then I was in Dallas for a week and couldn't do it there. So then I flew back to Nashville, and then I just got a new laptop in a couple days ago. So I'm putting this together so I can get this out to you all this week and start getting back on the grind. Unfortunately, Christmas is coming up, so I'm only going to be able to do another couple episodes before the Christmas break because I'm not sure what I'm doing yet. That being said, I'm going to try to get you as many weeks as I can and then come back after Christmas, and then we'll be starting back up and hopefully no, not too many long breaks after that once we get rolling again. But anyways, thank you for coming back, family. Again, I am feeling amazing after Thanksgiving, even though my laptop died. I got a new one, so hey, whatever. So anyways, now that we got all that out of the way and explained to you why I left you for so long, my apologies. So before I get you to Clubber D, the Combat G, I just wanted to talk about some of the biggest stories in the sports and entertainment world going on right now. So let's start in the sports world. We talked about the Aaron Rodgers vaccine uh, scandal, so I can't, I would be remiss if I did not mention Antonio the Clown Brown, who apparently provided a fake vaccine card uh, in order to play. So that's just... Uh. Why you always lying? Uh. 
That's just wild, man. You're making millions of dollars a year. Just get the damn shot, man. Or don't play. You don't need the money anyways. Regardless, I'm not going to stay on Mr. Brown because so I don't really care to talk about him. So we're just going to pass on that subject. I just wanted to mention it because I figured if I mentioned Rogers, I had to mention Brown or some of y'all might be sending in some angry mail at me talking about, oh, you a hypocrite. And so that's not me. I'm not, that's not, I'm not a hypocrite. So I won't do that. Anyways, moving on. Lionel Messi won the Ballon d'Or for a record seventh time. So that's pretty damn crazy. I think it's two or three more than what Ronaldo has. But either way, that's just wild to win player of the year that many times, like winning the MVP that many times like Jordan and shit anyways moving on Paige Beckers huge superstar freshman at UConn last year swept all the women's players awards this year she comes back as a sophomore last week before she has signed an NIL deal name image and likeness with StockX which was a sneaker marketplace now it is a lifestyle outlet brand kind of thing so she will be representing them. That is awesome. That being said, unfortunately, colloquially known as Paige Buckets, she suffered a knee injury that will keep her out six to eight weeks. So she could possibly be back for the big nut game rematch with number one South Carolina or possibly for the tournament. So we wish her the best of health. Uh, but yeah, so that NIL thing is really popping off for everybody. And so again, check your boy out here at MVP Specialty Marketing Business. We'll be doing name, image, and likeness. So if you are a college athlete in the Nashville and or DMV areas, please contact me. Let's do business. I can get you all of the deals, all of the advertising, all of the dollars that you and your family will need all of the residual dollars, let me say, that you and your family will need to last you a lifetime. So uh, definitely let's work and do some business together. Because as you all know, I teach digital marketing. I'm an expert in digital marketing. I, am star I have started my own marketing, branding, and advertising agency for sports and entertainment industry. So if you are an athlete, actor, musician, entertainer of any sorts, we here at the MVP Specialty Marketing Business would love to talk to you about being your representative in branding, advertising, and digital marketing. Moving on. What else? Uh, the New York Mets, my New York Metropolitans, making a splash by signing Maxwell. I don't even know if it's Maxwell. It's probably not, and I shouldn't say that. Max Scherzer, along with Sterling Marte and a couple others, man, the Mets are going in. I can't wait till the lockout, which is our next subject, ends because then we can start picking up more free agents. We need to fill out the rotation and bullpen. But anyways, moving on. Moving on to the more important story in baseball is the lockout. There was no new CBA, so the owners and the Major League Baseball Players Association have broken up for a little bit. So, they are trying to figure this out. Apparently, talks probably will not resume till January. So this is probably going to last into February, I would assume. Uh, maybe late February is what I'm thinking. Mid to late February is when it'll probably end. I don't think the strike will carry on into the season. I think that Major League Baseball, even though Manfred is the commissioner now and it's not C-League anymore, I think they learned 
from the mistakes of the 94 strike where they lost so many fans that they don't want to make that mistake again, even if they have to give some things up. So we'll get more into that lockout next week in our Major League Baseball episode. We're going to bring in our Major League Baseball insider, Mike Wibby, to get his insight into all things Major League Baseball. But obviously I had to bring it up because it is a real important story right now. Moving on. All the college coaching changes. Brian Kelly from Notre Dame to LSU. Notre Dame keeps Marcus Freeman, who was their coordinator, moved him up to head coach, and they kept on all their other coordinators. Kelly was going to try to poach them and take them to LSU, but uh uh-uh, not going to happen. Not going to be able to do it, as Jay Rose would say, shout out. Uh, Also, um, he went to LSU to replace Orgeron. Well, Lincoln Riley left Oklahoma to go to USC, and so... Uh, he gave this sob story. Oh, I love Oklahoma and this and you know how the coaches do BS bullshit, blah, 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 blah. Hey, what happened? Toasty. Anyways, he went to USC, obviously fertile, more fertile recruiting ground. Going to be easier for him to win than the SEC where Oklahoma was headed to. So it makes sense for him, but don't give me those sob stories. That's all bullshit. And so Riley was talking all this BS. He said leaving OU was probably the most difficult decision of his life. If you cared that much, you wouldn't have left. Uh, and, but that he wanted to take on a new challenge. He'll always be a Sooner fan as long as he lives. How are you going to be a fan of the Sooners when you're coaching another team? Huh? Huh? But that wasn't impressive enough to for this new challenge and where, you know, things will be easier and uh, recruiting will be easier, winning will be easier, all these other things with the uh, bitch-ass Trojans. Fuck the Trojan condoms. Go UCLA Bruins all day. Eight clap, baby. Fours up. Anyways, but he's talking about the tradition and commitment to winning at USC like they didn't have that at Oklahoma. But he did really well at Oklahoma. So, on the other hand, Brian Kelly's punk ass broke up with Notre Dame by text. And then called a meeting the next morning at 7 a.m. You know who wouldn't have been at that meeting? This guy. I've been like, what? You want me to go where? At 7 a.m., you want me to wake up to come listen to you tell us goodbye? Nah, son. You gave me the text. I hit you with that text back in the morning when I wake up. Anyway, no way I would have gone to that. Ain't no way in hell. Uh, so he bolted for richer pastures. Uh, I think it was, you know, he was making seven or eight million a year. They say now it's ten million. So, you know, whatever. Uh, he tried some fake Asian accent. Oh God, horrible, horrible. <laughs> that shit was funny. Oh my God, why? Everybody knows that you're not from the country. Ben. Everybody knows that ain't your accent, son. Don't try to be who you ain't. They didn't hire you for your accent. <laughs> they didn't hire you to be Ed Ogeron. <laughs> nope. Denied. <laughs> Anyways, that's hilarious. Moving on. What else is going on? Uh, we have our final four set. So... The CFP is set. Shout out my boy Brandon. His Michigan Wolverines beat OSU just as I called it. I told y'all it was going to happen. So now Michigan is seated number two after Alabama number one who beat Georgia. They are now seated number three with Cincinnati, the first power five team, uh, or sorry, first group of five team to 
join the college football playoffs in its existence. So that's pretty cool, and I'm rooting for them, even though they're probably going to get uh, beat handily by Alabama. But I hope not. I hope they keep it close because uh, Luke Fickle has a good D there. So hopefully they keep it close, maybe even an upset. And so my pick, I am definitely going with Michigan over Georgia. I see Georgia sliding after the loss to Alabama, and Michigan is playing on a really high level right now. And I see Michigan and Alabama in the championship game. So Michigan is for real this time. And John Harbaugh, I'm glad that Michigan kept him on. I always said, who better of a coach are they going to get anyways? So it's good that they stuck with him, even though he never beat OSU. I mean, OSU had a good team all those years, right? So now is Michigan's time to soar, right? OSU can start falling back a little bit. Michigan goes up recruiting. You know, hey, it can happen. Shout out my boy B. We'll be cheering for him. Moving on. Other people that we're cheering for, my boys, Clubber D, the Combat G, his sons. They played the Warriors for the top team in the West a couple times last week. They each won a game. The standings updated as of now. The Warriors are 21-4. and four. The Suns are 20-4, and four, so the Warriors are the best team in the game by a half a game over Clubber D's sons. But they are both looking excellent, even though the Warriors lead in most of the metrics across the board. So they're just looking like a really good team this year. And so those are the top two teams right now, and they both look really good. thing about the Warriors was scary is they still don't even have Clay or James Wiseman back. So once they get Clay Thompson and Wiseman back, then they're just going to be that much better. But Clubber D's sons look good, strong. I'm cheering for them as, uh, as well to go all the way, get back to the championship. They deserve it. It's been a while. It's going to be good. It's going to be some good playoffs this year. Very up in the air. I see them. I see the Nets, especially if Kyrie were to come back, which I don't know if that's happening. Um, the Lakers, they suck right now, but uh, I, I don't ever get down on them. If you got LeBron and AD always, and, and, and Brody now, yeah, you always got a chance to come back. I ain't worried about them. My C's, I'm a little more worried about that. Uh, as I said before the season, I thought we were a 6-8 to eight seed, and so I'm still sticking with that. I thought at first when we started playing well, we could be a five or a four, but uh, yeah, they fell back again. So it is what it is. Speaking of legends, because you know all my Boston Celtics are legends, Steph Curry, a living, still playing legend and part of the Warriors that we just talked about, is going to break Ray Allen's three-point record and become the three-point king. And then he's just going to surpass that as long as he stays healthy, which he which I mean, he doesn't really get physical very much. Uh, so, you know, God willing, he stays healthy. He's going to set that record to the moon. Ain't nobody going to be able to catch that ever. Uh, Steph Curry has revolutionized the game of basketball. Before he came along, no one shot like like this. And now all the kids are doing it. And why? Because Steph proved that it was possible. And so, oh, I think it was Jay Will uh, on first take. He was saying that Steph made it attainable right because you anybody can shoot the ball you don't have to be big to shoot the ball you can be the smallest person on the court and still shoot uh while jordan while everybody wanted to be jordan most people are not six six most people won't even be able to dunk like if i wanted to be jordan sure but i'm five ten and i can't dunk so right but if i put a lot of hours into it i could shoot so anyways hats off to that man his talent is unmatched impact unprecedented he is already a hall of famer and he's going to, again, break this record in good because uh, forget Ray Allen. Anyways, <laughs> moving on. What else is going on in the sports world? Tiger Woods. 
Tiger Woods making a lot of noise with his new video. So he has the new video out uh, of him swinging a golf club, but he said don't be expecting too much. It's going to be the regular going forward, him just playing tournaments here and there, picking out probably, you know, the Masters every year, maybe one or two others. That being said, um, I don't know for sure, because obviously if he's only playing a few tournaments a, a year, he would at least have to win one of those. Luckily, the Masters is his tournament, so I guess if he tried to save everything up for that every year and he won it every year, which isn't going to happen, but maybe wins a couple auxiliary, wins some other ones that could add to his uh, majors total than possible, but it's going to be very hard, so we'll see what happens there. Moving on. Also, in the golf world, I, I can't be remiss without saying rest in power to Lee Elder. Uh, he passed away at 87, and he was actually, um, you know, a hugely popular trailblazing golfer because he was the first black man to compete at the Masters. So basically, he paved the way for Tiger Woods to come. And so Tiger Woods even admitted that. So that's pretty cool to hear something like that. So rest in power to that man leaving a legacy like he did, Mr. Lee Elder. Rest in power this morning. Former NFL wide receiver Demarius Thomas, four-time pro bowler with the Broncos, died at the age of 33. You know, uh, by all accounts, good dude. I know that he came out with men for mental health, which, you know, I, I love when people come out and try to help others uh, with mental health because that is something that needs to be addressed. So he addressed that. And so I was very appreciative and happy that he did something like that for the community. And anyway, so he also had that huge t t uh, TD with Tebow. <laughs> we remember that in the playoff game when they beat the Steelers. Oh, man, I still remember that. That was crazy. That was crazy. My buddy, my buddy Brandon was not happy with that. Neither was I, though, because I hate the Broncos. So my boy, my boy uh, Brent was good, though. Anyways, uh, and shout out all my boys back home. I know I just saw y'all, but shout out. And uh, again, rest in power to that man and hopefully, uh, you know, all the strength and positivity to his family. Moving on to the entertainment world. So we talked about that uh, Britney Spears case a long time ago, the free Britney thing. So apparently it's all over now. Apparently she is now free. She's now going to get married to the dude she's uh, been engaged to for a while. So, hey, uh, good for them. Because obviously early efforts to terminate this cons conservatorship were driven by her fans online, right? The free Britney hashtag, all that shit. Um, they believed that she was, you know, forced against her will for all kinds of decisions and so now that she is turning 40 and is getting her freedom back we will see what she does with the rest of her life it's actually been two decades since baby one more time which is craziness because that came out when i was in high school and that's just just wild that it's been that long but it has been uh so she's free hey go do your thing girl moving on we talked about the meta and the metaverse or Facebook, AKA meta and the metaverse. And so I know I told y'all how the metaverse is gonna become the big thing with a bunch of companies with the AR and the VR and all that stuff. So while Facebook is gonna turn into meta and go away as we know it as a social media platform, and it'll be like MySpace because not many people can afford to use VR and AR, which is, I see an issue there with them. Uh, but I think there'll be enough people, obviously, to keep it somewhat afloat. But all these other companies are jumping in now, too. 
right? So now you also have companies jumping in such as Microsoft adding their own uh, metaverse with teams and avatars in the Horizon workrooms. You also have Nike. They filed seven trademarks for virtual sneakers and apparels, and they're trying to open their own space. They've used Nike-branded items in games and virtual play spaces already. So they're opening some of a metaverse. Niantic, which is the creator of Pokemon Go and other AR games like that, they are coming up with their own metaverse. And that's really the one I would want to see because they're already doing the AR stuff with all these games um, like the Pokemon, Harry Potter, all the ones where you can do the AR stuff, which is they're really cool, actually. Anyways, I'm really excited to see what they come up with. This real-world metaverse, as you can call it, uh, to distinguish it from the virtual video game versions. It's just going to make the experience that much better if you have access to the VR and AR, right? But you have to have that access first. I have a VR machine, uh, luckily. Came with a phone that I bought a few years ago, but not everybody has those resources. And finally, the biggest one, one is Disney. So obviously Disney is trying to put together their whole metaverse, and that's going to be crazy. Because just think about Disney and all the characters and all the rights they have. Star Wars, Mickey Mouse, all that stuff. And then think about how that can be expanded into like an AR, VR world. And plus you start putting all these characters in other movies and video games and things like that. So Disney's uh, CEO said that he, that's his main priority right now is to build that metaverse. He already has the growing library with all that intellectual property we just talked about. Um, so the, so uh, right now they're trying to, again, expand that metaverse, uh, allowing for storytelling without boundaries in their own Disney metaverse. Uh, they want to use the Disney Plus as a platform for that metaverse, they say, uh, the CEO said. So Disney envisions also having sports content there. So all the ESPN stuff, think about that. Think about all the AR and VR stuff you could do with the ESPN. It's going to be so cool. I can't wait. And so just think about just Disney entering that space and all these companies entering this space. And so Facebook, a.k.a. Meta, just started the excursion and now everybody is going full steam. So we will be getting there soon. Moving on. Speaking of Facebook, their main competitor, Twitter, uh, their CEO, Jack Dorsey, stepped down. So he stepped down. Twitter is obviously going through their own issues with the whole freedom of speech and things like that. Here's the thing about social media platforms, that thing thing that people don't understand with when they ask, how can Trump be suspended or how can they uh, put things on people's posts or how can they uh, delete people's posts and things like that? Let me let you know right now, those social media platforms are private platforms. If you get on there, you have to play by their rules or you don't have to be on there. That's why. They don't have to, they don't have to have you on there spewing your nonsense if they don't want to. That's their right because it's their property and their site. So all this stuff that the Congress and all these people are fighting for to try to get regulations and all this this BS, okay, fine, you can try to put whatever regulations you want on there, but the Internet is still a free private company, and if we're about capitalism, well, then you can't really be taking away people's free private enterprise. And so if... Those sites have their clear rules, which states you follow our rules or you get off, then hey, sorry for you. Peace out. <laughs> which is why I don't use any of them. I just use Twitter, and that's only to post sports stuff. So, Speaking of Meta or Facebook and Twitter, Donald Trump is actually starting his own social media company. 
under Digital World Acquisition Carnival, and I believe it's going to be called Truth Social, which is the most hilarious thing I've ever heard. I'm an independent, personally. I am not a Democrat, nor am I a Republican. I am in the middle, and I don't really like any politicians, because I think they're all nasty liars that are just out for themselves and their friends. But... Donald Trump was one of the biggest liars in the world, even if you're a supporter of his. You can't deny that that, that, that's the case. There were just so many times he's been caught lying. How could you make a platform called True Social then? (laughs) That's the most hypocritical thing I've ever heard. But anyways, whatever. Do you, son. Uh, He's already getting, they're already looking into the company and they haven't even really started yet. All the federal regulations and stuff for, apparently they, they already possibly committed some potential securities violations, you know, so it's like, wow, you can't even get that off the ground and you already doing, messing it up. Anyways, uh, so I just had to make sure I mentioned that because we're talking about social media platforms and I heard about that. I was like, wow. So we'll see if it actually ever gets off the ground. But apparently uh, Congressman Devin Nunez from California or the GOP said that he was resigning from Congress. He was about to be the chair of the Ways and Means, which is like one of the most cushy jobs you could have in Congress. And instead, he's going to quit to go be the CEO of Donald Trump's new so, uh, social media platform. You big dummy. <laughs> like like Red Fox would say, you big dummy. You big dummy. Are you kidding me? Talk about a backstep. Jeez Louise. And I hope you don't get fired. You know he likes to fire everybody. What if you get fired? He ain't, he ain't taking you back in Congress after that, after you done left. Dumbass. And that's all. That's all. Just wanted to kick it with y'all for a little bit. So now I'm going to take you to my interview with Clubber D, the Combat G, where we talk about the Teofimo Lopez versus George Cambosa Jr. fight. And then after, we went to him live. Say what? Live. In Los Angeles at the Staples Center for the Javante Tank Davis versus Isaac Pitbull Cruz fight. So after you hear the interview from when he got back to his lair in Parts Unknown, then we will go out to him live in L.A. for that uh, review as well. He called in and gave us an update. So get ready, strap up, get hit. This episode is brought to you by the strains. Ooh, excuse me. That's, ooh, that joint hit. Animal cookies. Ooh, I've been getting a lot of cookie strains this year. The latest is the animal cookies. I haven't had this before, but this joint be smashing. The one I had before that was Super Silver Haze. So, those are your two that is brought to you by suckers. Anyways, all right. Let me go smoke some more while y'all listen to this interview. Peace. (coughs) (coughs) Damn, that shit hit. Smoke weed every day. And now, without further ado, he is our combat sports insider, Clubber D, the combat G. 
Yo, yo, what's up, my brother? What is good? How are you doing today, my friend? What up, O? What up, O? What up, O? It's your main man, Clubber D. You know I'm in a place to be. Known as the Combat G. You already know who to ask. Anyways, first and foremost, if anybody, anybody wants me to shout out their mother, because trust me, the place you were born from, I've been up in it. Email, drop it, oh. Ball and Buds at MVPSMB.com. Good googly moogly. Ball and Buds at MVPSMB.com. So please, Clubber D Combat G, tell me more about the Teofimo Lopez George Cambosa fight. What are your thoughts on that, my friend? Let's talk about it, O. Speaking of O, someone's O had to go. It was Teofimo Lopez against George Cambosa, the Aussie assassin. You know, I made that name up for him. You know, he reminded me of a of a young Carl Frampton. You know what I'm saying? The Jackal. He was he was he was uh you know Manny Pacquiao's sparring partner they fought for the unified 135 crowns you know tier has all the belts but one he walks around like he's undisputed like he's canelo or uh, terrence bud crawford when he was at 140 had all the belts you know he doesn't have the 135 pound wbc belt that's held by none other than devin the dream haney you know what i'm saying a beast well ducked ask ryan garcia uh 135-pound champ, but he fought George Cambosa. You know, this is the thing with Teofimo. Him and his dad, they, they need to do something about father-son teams, okay? Because how are some of these people qualified to be trainers? You know what I'm saying? Like, this guy came in out of shape. He came in thinking he's already going to fight either Lomo, which is at 135. It makes no sense. So about he doesn't want to make that weight no more. Or he's going to fight uh, uh, Josh Taylor at 140, the undisputed champ. But he came in, they done, they done Pushed this fight back by four or five times between uh, Triller or Top Rank. And then Eddie Hearn came in and said, all right, we'll have the fight on the zone. I'll put the money up. Went to a purse bid and whatnot. But you got dropped in the first round. You came back in like the 10th to, drop, to knock down uh, Cambosa. But, dude, you lost all but like two rounds, man. Well, get, get out of here. Stop. You lost, okay? Cambosa's new unified champ. And I love what he's saying. He's like, look, I want Devin Haney next. I want him. Let's fight. Let's do this. I want to be undisputed. I like that. I like that attitude. But Tiafima Lopez, you got to be the source of sore losers. You, you, you and your dad talking shit after the fight, interrupted his interview, and then you're still talking shit. And then we look on Twitter. You know, you done got off Twitter. And it's funny. It is funny. Karma is a bitch. And trust me, I know her. Smash twice, but that's another story. Say what? This is the thing. Don't get off Twitter, okay? Don't delete your Twitter after talking so much shit. When Deontay Wilder lost to Fury, you was like, oh, why he making all these excuses? Take the loss like a man. Da, 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 da. And now your ass lost, and now you're now you doing the same thing. Karma's a bitch. But anyways, you know, I, I, this is a little quick hit. You know, I, I, I talk about this O, because someone's O had to go, and it was Tia Fimo's. Woo-hoo, the bars, I tell you, the bars. Yeah. Now listen, that's called motherfucking bars. Uh, you know nothing about that. You know, I'm out here. Oh, I gotta, I gotta get, I gotta duck and go to Australia and uh, hang out with George Cambosi. We're about to go see, uh, you know, Paul Hogan. You know, what I'm saying they say that's not a knife. You know what I'm saying? The Crocodile Dundee guy and uh, hang out with some Joey's out there. Uh, stop capping. Uh. But uh, you know, I'm out of here. I'm love. 
by most women and mostly by mothers. All right, Jermaine Man Clubber D, I'm out. Thank you. Thank you, Clubber D, for that amazing interview and recap and letting the people know what they need to know, keeping them updated. And so now we go out live. Say what? Live to Los Angeles, the city of angels at the Staples Center. We go out live to Clubber D, the combat G, for his live reaction to the Tank Davis Pitbull Cruise fight. Take it away, my friend. All right, though. Let's talk about this. Let's talk about this. I'm here in the lobby of the Staples Center. You know, I had to hide up in the bathroom. You know what I'm saying? It was loud out there, so I had to get a little, little quiet air and talk about these fights. You know what I'm saying? What in the 135-pound boxing men's division is going on? I'm here live at the Javante Tank Davis versus Isaac Cruz fight here in the Staples Center in L.A., and it was a doozy. A doozy meaning that Taint looked okay. He looked meh, okay? You know, I, I did notice he wasn't throwing his left after the, the the fifth or sixth round, so I think he broke a knuckle or something like that. Maybe he broke his hand. Who knows? But Isaac Pitbull Cruz kept on coming at him. Pause on that. First, I thought the fight was trash. He was supposed to fight uh, Roller Ramirez, but he had those sexual assault charges of those five women, so they had to cut that, you know what I'm saying? But they brought in Isaac Cruz. Could have fought other champions at 135, but they chose to fight uh, number three ranked, I think in IBF, uh, Isaac Cruz. I mean, he's he's a game opponent, you know what I'm saying? He has a straight old-school Mexican style. He's coming straight at you, no frills, straight fists, you know what I'm saying? He's going to try to get up inside you, work the body, work the head, get you in the corner, pin you down. Pause. But anyways, let's get back to it. I'm tired of joking around. You know, Le- Le- LeBron, be quiet. I'm talking. Sorry, LeBron. We were just t- talking about hairlines and stuff. He tried to jump in here. I said, bro, we talk about hairlines. You ain't, you ain't in this conversation, okay, with that artificial hairline. Anyways, so. Uh, you're bullshitting. Uh, back at it. He says he possibly uh, broke his knuckle or, or hand on uh, on the top of Isaac Cruz's head. This is one of the few times that Tank is actually taller than an opponent because he's, he's short as hell. And he's fighting somebody shorter than him, so it was, it was hilarious. It's like fought, watching two uh, Oompa Loompas fight. But um, Tank etched out, uh, etched out the victory. Um, scores uh, 115, 113. That's, that's about right. Tank didn't look convincing. He didn't look that great, okay? He looked vulnerable uh, towards the end of the, uh, the, the last few championship rounds. Um, Cruz was going to the body, which I did see. Uh, Gamboy did the same thing to Tank. Uh, Tank. You know, I don't know if his conditioning is, is bad. I know he fluctuated in weight. He lost a belt on a scale at one time. But, um, you know, I think the key to him might be going to the body. I think if he gets a, goes against a crisp, good boxer like a Devin Haney, that might be a problem for him. Um, Cruz, it just it, it, was a, it took too much for him just to get inside on Tank. And I think Tank not being able to throw his left hand hindered him from possibly even knocking Cruz out. But anyways, let's talk about it. Let's talk about what's going on in the 135-pound uh, weight class, okay? So you got Tank, who's a WBA regular champion. No one gives a fuck about a regular champion, okay? It's all about the super champion, and that is George Gambosa, who beat Terrafima Lopez last Saturday. Now, I was at that fight at Madison Square Garden. You know, I had to pay for my own way up there, but we'll talk about that later. Now, Terrafimo is coming out. There's a doctor saying that he had air in his chest, I believe. I know he has asthma, but the same he had air in his chest okay this air they said made him feel like he had a 300 pound weight vest on his boxing i don't know you know 
if he does or doesn't have it, I need to see some proof, okay? Because Clubber D, the Combat G, is always in a place to be, and you're not going to trick me, all right? They didn't lose gracefully. They talked so much shit, him and his dad, all these interviews uh, before the fight, and then after the fight, now they're feeling they're pressured. Motherfucker, you a champion, okay? You're a boxer. Don't say you're pressured. This fight got canceled and rebooked like five times, okay? I don't want to hear that shit. Don't act like you did. Oh, I woke up today. I got to fight. No, 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 no. You knew you had to fight. Don't say you're pressured. Say what? Second. Second. Don't say you weren't knocked down in the first. You did the lean back. You was with Fat Joe. I know you're Mexican, but you was Puerto Rican that night because you were leaning back. Lean back. He was, he was back there, okay? He got knocked down in the first. Shut the hell up. There wasn't a slip. He clocked you, okay? Anyways, if he would have knocked him out because he knocked uh, Gambosa, uh, Gambosa down, I believe it was the 10th round he knocked him down, uh, that, that breathing problem wasn't an issue then. You know, I will say he was gassed uh, towards the later rounds. I don't know if he was just tired or his asthma, like he said, his asthma kicking in. But I was listening to Boxing Eagle, a nice channel on YouTube. He stated, we need to see proof because the doctor saying this is the ENT doctor. That's the ear, nose, and throat doctor, all right? I'm not saying, we're not saying, you know, uh, we're not crediting his, his skill in the medical field, but a pulmonary specialist is a doctor who would deal with his chest and would know if that is true, that he could have passed away from the air in his chest, okay? So I'm just saying, that downgrade, I'd just like to see some proof, okay? Ear, nose, and throat, I understand it's the same field or... I mean, if you're a doctor, it's a body, I guess, all the whole field, whatever. But he doesn't spe he doesn't specialize in the chest. That's a pulmonary doctor. Boxing Ego on YouTube. I listen to his channel. He brought that up. We're not saying he's a fraud, but I need to see some proof. But with that being said, Cambosa has all but one of the main belts. And Devin Haney has the WBC. He has the other belt. That's why Cambosa's unified 135-pounder. Tank is just a WBA regular champion. For them to be undisputed, Gambosa has to beat Devin Haney. He fought on Saturday night at the MGM Grand, okay? Smaller crowd because Tank, Tank's a bigger star. It is what it is. Um, it was on the uh, zone, not on pay-per-view on a Sunday, which is so fucking stupid. Thank God you got me tickets to come out here. My Niners sucked anyway, so I was already in a bad mood. But um, Hey, what happened? Toasty! He beat uh, Jojo Diaz. It was a good fight. Uh, I like Haney a lot. I think he's a, a good young talent, willing to fight anybody. He wants to fight uh, Cambosa. They're going to fight, I believe, in Australia, where he's from, um, and see who's the true 135-pound champion, okay, undisputed. Now, Tank, on the other hand, he's the money fight. Don't get me wrong. He he is the fight. He is the fighter to fight if you want to make money. But he does not want to fight any of the top guys. He wants to keep fighting People, they feed him. That's good for his style. He doesn't want to fight a top guy. He's not worried about belts, apparently. He's more worried about money. That's why he wanted to fight Ryan Garcia, because his words, not mine, he has 8 million Instagram followers. So Tank is all about the money. He's not really worried about his legacy. He just turned 27, and he has one marquee fight. And that fight was eh, at that. That was, that was when he sent uh, Leo Santa Cruz to the upper room with that uppercut from hell. But... Other than that, he has no high-profile fights. So at what point in your career do you start fighting these top fighters? This isn't pocket watching. This is boxing, okay? So we want to see you fight the best, all right? I'm just saying. Clubber D always knows, you know what I'm saying? Like, look, if you guys have any idea how much y'all's moms love me, 
and wives. I mean, it's they love me more than they love their detachable shower head. I'll let you think about that. Clubber D is out. Goodbye. And you know how we like to end things here on the Ball and Buds podcast with Omar's epilogue. Get the f*** out of here! Thank you, thank you, Clever D, for that amazing interview and recap. Anyways, y'all, I want to end this week off in Omar's overture with a salute to the enshrinees for the Pro Boxing Hall of Fame 2022 class. But when they all get inducted on June 12th in New York, they are also going to be inducting the 2021 and 2020 class due to the COVID. So this induction ceremony is going to be the biggest for the Pro Boxing Hall of Fame ever. The names that are going to be involved are just crazy. So we are going to salute to them. I'm going to give you the most popular names that people would know. Uh, I will give a shout out to everybody else that I'm not going to name. I do apologize for not naming y'all. It's no offense against y'all. It's just that most people would not know who you were. And I can't be sitting here reading out all 60 names. So much love to y'all for what y'all did. Salute to all the other Hall of Famers. But let's get into this. In the 2020 class, first of all, that will be headlined by... Shane Mosley, Bernard Hopkins, Christy Martin, Juan Manuel Marquez, and Lou DeBella. For 2021 enshrinees, the top inductees will be Layla Ali, Floyd Mayweather, Andre Ward, Ann Wolf, and Vladimir Klitschko. And finally, the 2022 class will be headlined by Holly Holm, James Tony, Roy Jones Jr., and finally, one of my favorite fighters of all time, although I really loved Roy Jones Jr. as well, Miguel Cotto, representing us Boricuas from Puerto Rico, baby. Everybody made Attention passengers, this is your stewardess, Iris Chacon, on flight 560. We will be reaching our destination point of San Juan, Puerto Rico within the next five minutes. Please fasten your seatbelts and have your seats in an upright position. Thank you for flying, Air Goya. So, that is a huge class, y'all. Listen to all them names, man. That's crazy. There's a lot of really good fighters, man. I mean, Floyd Mayweather is possibly the best boxer of all time. If you're some people that I don't believe that. I think it's Muhammad Ali, personally. And then you, I, I could even go to other people before Floyd Mayweather. But he's the best defensive fighter of all time. I think we can all say that with certainty. 
And then all the other names are really good, too. Like, yeah, they're not on the level of him, but Roy Jones Jr. was champion at multiple weight levels and was amazing pound for pound for years, right? Andre Ward, he was great. He announces now. Bernard Hopkins was awesome until he, you know, stayed a little too long. But even then, whatever, he was still awesome. Same thing with Sugar Shane, right? Juan Manuel Marquez has some wars out there, right? So Leila Ali, if, it was, if Clarissa Shields hadn't come along, she was the quote. You know, I, I still wish we could see them fight to see who would take the title list of the quote. I'm actually going to have to get Clever D on here to discuss that subject. I'm interested to hear his take. Although Leila Ali is older now, you know, maybe we should talk about what would happen in their primes. Anyways, that's it, y'all. I love you. Thank you for another week. We will see you next week. Peace out. And so, yes, yes, that is the episode Episode 31, another lovely week, friends and family. Thank you, as always. I hope you enjoyed that episode with Clever D, the Combat G, and yours truly. So, again, if you have any questions, any comments, anything for our new mailbox, please send it to ballandbuds at mvpsmb.com. Dot com. That again is ball and buds at M is in mama because I love my mama. V is in Victor. Shout out Sonic Groove. P is in Papa because I love my Papa. S is in Son because I be sunning y'all fools. M is in Mama again because I love my mama twice. And B is for boy as in boy. If y'all don't go and send some damn mail to our mailbox and so we can have some fun with this and we will read all the mail on the episodes for show. So again, holla at us. That being said, we will see you next week for episode number 32. Thank you so much for the support, everyone here at the Ball and Buds podcast. We all thank you for the support. Drop it, O. Ball and Buds at MVPSMB.com. Good googly moogly. Ball and Buds at MVPSMB.com. I love y'all family. Hope you have a blessed week. And we will see y'all next week. On that note, thank you for tuning in, my friends. Make sure to support your boy. And as always, subscribe to stay updated and download all the new episodes. Until next time, stay safe, take care of yourself, be kind to each other, and spread love the Omar way. Holla. Five thousand.